What makes a great round of golf is your short game, and when it comes to putting, alignment may be the most important part of the equation. That's why Odyssey continues to set performance standards with the new triple-pack putters. Three distinct alignment lines are centered on every triple-track putter head. That's the same visual technology that lands jets on aircraft carriers. You'll be amazed at how easy it is to line up, so you can focus on making a great stroke. Get lined up with the new triple-track putters at CallawayGolf.ca. Mobile ordering apps offer consumers a great deal of convenience. No lines, no fuss. But those apps are capable of tracking you and your movements with an almost creepy degree of accuracy. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10.3. Today I talk with National Post technology reporter James McLeod about how he discovered Tim Hortons was keeping tabs on him, even when his app wasn't on, how much detail they collected, and why consumers should be wary. Don't forget you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So James, you had this piece recently about the Tim Hortons app and a big data suck that it is and gathering information about people. For starters, just tell me a little bit about the app, the basics, I guess. Like, What does it do and what does Tim's use it for? So the basics of the app are that it's a mobile ordering app where the Tim Hortons that's that's sort of on my normal commute to the office, there's always a really long line out the door. And at some point, I figured out that if I downloaded the app, I wouldn't have to fumble with my wallet. I could just tap, tap, make my order on the phone a few blocks away. And my coffee and my bagel would be sitting there waiting for me. And I could just stroll past all those people in line waiting to pay at the cashier. Mm-hmm. They also, as part of this, they're building a loyalty program, which is buy a certain number of coffees, get one free, and other kinds of promotions and that sort of thing. I think I installed the app in 2018, and it was just sort of a pretty basic convenience thing. Yeah. And it's developed since then, but like right from the word go, uh, you have to give the app location permission if you want it to just automatically route your order to the nearest Tim Hortons location. At the time, I was happy to give it access to the GPS on my phone, kind of thinking that I wouldn't have to like punch in a postal code or like scroll through a map of Canada to just find the nearest importance to me. And at the time, I didn't really give it a whole lot of thought until the fall of last year when I started to get suspicious. Now, what was it about it that gave you the sense that something was funny with the app? My main phone is an Android. It's a Pixel 3 XL. And last October, the app updated to the latest version of the operating system, Android 10. And at that point, they changed the way notifications work on the phone. Before it was an all or nothing thing, either you gave an app access to your location or you denied it. And starting last year, you could sort of say they only access your phone when the app is open. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, the operating system started throwing up these notifications that said, hey, this app checked your location in the background. Are you cool with that? Or if not, you can go into the settings and limit how much it accesses. One night I was cooking dinner and I just kind of looked down at my phone and realized that Tim Hortons had checked my location in the background. And it had been probably six, eight hours since I'd had the app open. So it struck me as a little bit odd. And that kind of started to get me digging. Where did you go from there? Like, how did the digging process work? Not a lot of people know this, actually. But 
in Canada's data privacy law, which is called PIPIDA, you can send a request to any organization that holds information about you as an identifiable person. Whether it's a corporation, whether it's a government agency, you can send a request and say, show me all of the data you have on me. And they're legally obligated to hand it over. Different corporations sort of respond to these requests in different ways. And frankly, not a lot of people know this right exists and not a lot of people use this. But being a technology reporter, my first thought was, if Tim Hortons is checking my location in the background, let's see what they got. Mm -hmm. And about a month later, they sent me back a package of information. There were a few very, very limited spreadsheets that just had like kind of the most basic profile information, first name, last name, you know, stuff like that. But then there were these 12 huge text files that on first glance just looked like computer code, just total gibberish. It took me a while to sort of figure out how to read these things. But once I did, it was basically all of the server logs with all of the data that Tim Hortons was collecting through the app. And it took me months to make sense of them and and sort of figure out all of what was in there. But the more I learned, the more staggering the scope of it became. So what did the data show? The key thing that I determined was... Starting in the spring of last year, Tim Hortons updated their app such that they started collecting data on user location and working with a company called Radar Labs, which is based in the United States. What Radar does is when a company puts their technology on your phone, the phone starts checking your location in the background about every 10 minutes when you're stationary. And when you're moving, they check your location as often as three to five minutes. This steady stream of GPS coordinates is leaving your phone and heading off to radars servers where they're doing a bunch of analysis on it. Hmm. And then they're kind of picking out interesting insights and observations and sending those along to Tim Hortons. That is kind of the key revelation here that what Tim Hortons was doing with the app, well, not even was doing, they're still doing this today, is any app that's enabled full location access, they are using radar to track users and they're determining where a person lives, where a person works. Every time a person goes more than 100 kilometers from their home, so anytime they're traveling away from their home base anywhere, And they're also using location to determine any time someone visits one of Tim Hortons' competitors. So I could see events in the data every time the app thought I visited a McDonald's, visited a Starbucks, a Second Cup, A&W, Pizza Pizza, Kentucky Fried Chicken, a whole bunch of different fast food outlets. The app was just making these little events that it was like user entered place, place name, McDonald's. And then a couple mm-hmm. minutes later, user exited place, place name McDonald's. There's a lot to unpack there, but I'm curious, what did you think was the creepiest part of all of this? I'd say two things. First, in analyzing the data, we pulled out all of these longitude and latitude coordinates and plotted them on a map. And just scrolling through that map was fascinating because They had readings from like my parents' farm in the country outside of Toronto. I could see my ex-girlfriend's house show up on the map. They'd accurately determined my home. 
not just like my apartment building, but like the end of the building that my apartment is in <laughs> and the location for my office, like the, the pin was right on where my desk is in the southwest corner of the building. So like the level of precision there was really striking. And then the other thing, when we plotted this all on a map, uh, my coworker who did sort of the, the heavy lifting sent me a, an email and he's like, I think there's some garbage data in here. Were you in Morocco last year? And I was <laughs> like I, last June, I went on vacation to Morocco and like we could trace the whole trip from like when my cell phone picked up the cell network in Amsterdam where I had a layover, like literally coming into the airport, we could see sort of the first log where, where it was like, oh, this user started traveling. And then from there, literally because I walked past a Kentucky Fried Chicken in downtown Marrakesh, Tim Hortons created a log. Is like, oh, user entered a KFC. <laughs> and so like just tracing like literally my whole vacation through this app that was quietly surveilling me in the background. And I, I, it probably doesn't need saying, but Tim Hortons doesn't have any restaurants in Morocco. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I was opening up the app to use it. It was just doing this entirely in the background. Now, I can understand why Tim Hortons might need your location when you open the app and you're ordering so they can send your order to the right store. So, you know, your, your regular breakfast uh, order is there waiting for you when you're on your way to work. But why does it need to be tracking you all these other times? The basic answer to that is advertising. So the big idea with this app, beyond just sort of the convenience of it, is that Tim Hortons wants to use this to sort of understand its customers better and target offers and promotional marketing to them. When I called them for comment, they were pretty forthright about this. Basically saying, you know, if you're near your home or if you're near your office, your orders may be different. So we want to give you a dollar off a breakfast sandwich that you may not have tried when it's relevant to you. Or if you're at your workplace, your order is different. And we want to sort of tailor our promotions for that sort of thing. But the larger thing here is this is kind of the way business works in 2020, where data is this incredibly powerful force for profiling users and targeting and tailoring products for them. And because there's so few restrictions around this, the incentive for companies really is just scoop up as much of everything as you can and figure out how to use it later because it's better to have more data than less. But do companies not see the privacy implications of this or the privacy concerns of this? What's their response to the idea that they don't need to know when you're on vacation or they don't need to know precisely where your office is in a building? Or is that just kind of because you allow for location settings, it's that precise anyway? The precision is just ancillary from the privacy concerns. Tim Horton's answer there basically is, yeah, users consent to this. If you give the app access to your location, this is what's going to happen. And people understand that if you're going to tell them where you are and give access to your GPS, this is the consequence of that. Of course, that's a little bit too cute by half. <laughs> it's not like they're telling you that they know where you live. They're just figuring it out. The company's saying that, you know, people want relevant offers. So we're just going to do everything we can with all the data we have to give the most relevant offers. And honestly, when companies are making these kinds of decisions, privacy doesn't really enter into it. 
maybe there's sort of reputational damage and the brand is having a bit of a rough week because of this. But the general thinking among tech companies that I talk to is that the value of having the data is so much greater than the downside of people thinking that you're a little bit creepy. Tim Hortons feels like if we're not doing it, we know our competition is doing it. So we must do this to kind of keep up with them. Well, I was going to ask that, you know, this story that you dug into the Tim Hortons app was because you were using it and you got a notification about it. But how many companies are, are running apps like this that are tracking your location data? The saying in the technology world that I've really been thinking a lot about is if it's technically possible to do something, you should assume that a corporation is probably doing it. These systems are built in a way that is deliberately opaque. A funny thing about this is Radar has this really great privacy statement and they've got a privacy policy and all sorts of stuff that tell consumers what rights they have and how they use the data and et cetera, et cetera. But no one who's using the Tim Hortons app knows Radar Labs exists because there's no disclosure anywhere that they're one of the data partners. Mm -hmm. In a certain sense, Tim Hortons had the bad luck of having a very loyal customer who was also a technology journalist who knew how to figure <laughs> these things out. <laughs> But the truth is that I don't have any proof, but my hunch is that, you know, Starbucks and McDonald's and other companies that have mobile ordering apps are doing similar things, if not exactly the same. The two things that I think about a lot are like, is this something where consumer choice can actually change behavior if people don't know what's going on? And also, is this somewhere where the government should maybe step in and regulate? I guess that gets to my next question. The idea that why we shouldn't just say, oh, well, what do I care if they have my information? What is the concern here that these companies know where I live, work, vacation, hang out with my friends? Like, what, what, What's the big issue here? To me, there's two issues. One is just basic transparency. Mm -hmm. If your idea is user consent, people have to know what they're consenting to. And it has to be more specific than just saying, you know, we're going to use the data for marketing and product improvements, because that's a pretty big catch-all that the company can use to justify determining your home address. But a lot of people, their minds don't go to that place. The other aspect of this is the kind of kind, gentle way of saying it is, you know, relevant ads and tailoring the, the experience for you. A scarier way of saying the same thing is this is about personalized behavior modification. If they've got a profile on you and they know how you operate, then they can tailor their offers and tailor their messaging to influence you as an individual. And advertising is about behavior modification. Mm -hmm. It's telling you to buy a product that you might not buy if you didn't see the ad, which is one thing if it's sort of sent to a general audience. But if we're sending individualized ads to individual people to modify individual behavior, that is something that I think as a society we should think about. When is it okay? When is it not okay? How far should we go with this stuff? And the one thing that's still kind of stuck in my head here is the idea that, you know, they want to tailor offers to people and part of that is based on location. But why do they need to do it in the background? If you're using the app in a specific location, they should be able to kind of get that personalization based on your specific location when you're using the app? Why is the background data so important? Well, it's because they want to know every time you're visiting a competitor. 
And this is the thing. I, I mean, when they say it's it's just about personalization, they're literally trying to figure out where you live and where you work, mm -hmm. which in my case, they successfully did. But it's not like the app is saying, hey, we think you're at home. So, you know, maybe you want this. They're not revealing the level of detail that they are trying to zero in on. And they can only do that by accessing your location in the background. As two people sitting here talking about it, you know, I'm a layperson when it comes to this sort of technology. I feel that it's a bit of an overreach and, you know, I don't have a lot of apps like this. I don't do a lot of online ordering from my phone. I see it kind of as a bit of an overstep, but what do experts say about it? Data security experts, marketing experts, what are their thoughts on this? So the basic thinking is twofold. One, this is very normal. Lots and lots of companies are doing it. No one should read this story and think Tim Hortons is uniquely creepy or doing anything wild and unprecedented. This is the state of the art in this stuff, and lots of companies are doing it. But there are all kinds of issues that come with this. Like, what happens if Tim Hortons' servers are breached? If they're making notifications every time I'm more than 100 kilometers from home, that's a pretty useful thing to know if you want to break into someone's home. Or if they know where you work, I, in my case, they know I work at Post Media Place. It's not a big deal. But what if they want to avoid journalists seeing something that the app is doing? Or, or what if they're sort of noticing who works on Parliament Hill mm -hmm. and changing their behavior for that? It is the sort of thing where you don't want to go to too much of a black mirror place, but there are a lot of implications of knowing where everyone lives, where everyone works, and when they're visiting the competition. Mm -hmm. This is the same idea I was talking about earlier. If it's technically possible to do things, then you've kind of got to assume that maybe they're doing them. Yeah. And that line of thinking can go to a pretty dark place. What can people do to protect their information? Is it just a case of, well, turn off location services and then nobody can track you or are there new settings in operating systems on devices that can allow people to have some protection or is it an all or nothing scenario? It does depend heavily on which operating system your phone is using. iOS is different from Android and the latest versions of Android are getting better on this and the older versions were, were all or nothing. Privacy should be something people think about when they buy their phone. And how companies are approaching this should absolutely be a factor in that decision. As a technology journalist, to me, it, it sucks that this is where we're at, just in the sense that this is technology that can drive efficiency and convenience and can be a great thing for both customers and individuals. I like ordering my coffee on a phone. It's got my credit card details. I don't have to pull out my wallet. I don't have to wait in line to talk to a cashier. It's unfortunate that like these things are presented as all or nothing decisions. And the only choices that we have are accept this level of tracking or just don't use the app. I think that's why as a society, we should be having a bigger conversation about what our expectations are and Frankly, talking to politicians and saying, hey, what are you doing about privacy and you know data regulation and what's your strategy for dealing with this technology? Because I don't think this can just be left up to consumer choice. You can try to protect yourself until the regulations come, but a fulsome solution really needs to be about setting standards and 
defining expectations across the whole business world. Well, it definitely is a fascinating story, James, one that highlights, I think, an area of technology that that not many people are paying attention to. So I appreciate your work and thanks very much for your time. Thanks very much for having me. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, James McLeod. More from him at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.